Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Uh, Thrill Chester Odyssey. And uh, where are we up to? Um... Let's have a look. Just at the beginning, it just says, it gives you a little preview at the top of what's going to happen. It says, the rest of the Rovers went to visit Roy Race. Dot, dot, dot. Except Vic Guthrie. I'm and not fucking surprised. He's a suspect. suspect in the shoot, like, That's weird. Lads, look, we're all going to visit Roy in hospital because he's come round or you're coming. Am I coming? Are you fucking mental? I am a, I'm a prime suspect in his <laughs> attempted murder. <laughs> I ain't fucking coming. Oh, I don't know. Wow, that's quite disrespectful, like. What is it? Some kind of fucking honey trap or something? Are they going to fucking lock me up when I get there? Or inject me with something? It's in hospital. No chance, you fucking scarce pansy. Slag. (laughs) So it says that. I don't know. It might look even more suspicious if you won't come. (laughs) I want you there. I want you to look Roy in the eye. I want to see it. <laughs> it says at the top, uh, Melchester Rovers had stormed to an incredible 14-0 victory over Keysborough, setting a new league record. Now, as a kid, I remember this as being 24-0, so that just shows you the uh, foibles of the childish mind, doesn't it? I always remember <clears> 24-0. Uh, you mm. can't trust anything a kid says or thinks or remembers. Mind you, I've got this thing where I thought that Blake 7 were, in fact, not 7. There was six, and that was a weird quirk. Do you know right. what I mean? I but, don't know. I never watched Blake Seven. Or maybe was there was six. six. Was one of them there not was, a, a robot dog or something? There was six humans, like and one of them was a computer. But, yeah. you know, that, what I'm saying is we all misremember shit, or shit yeah, confused us when we were kids. The lesson is you can't trust anyone. Mm. Um, ever. Uh, yeah, setting a new league record, and a live commentary on the game has helped Roy to recover from a gunshot wound. Outside Melchester General Hospital, where a crowd of fans had kept constant vigil. And then we've got um, a news reporter. Who does he look like? Who does he look like, that reporter? Well, I'll tell you, he looks a bit more like a handsome version of Archie Buchanan. Right. Right, but Archie Buchanan had more light of an Afro thing going on. But he's, he's reminiscent of Archie Buchanan. But that was this was the Buchanan era. I mean, a lot of men had like this because he looks a little bit like Terry mm. Mack too, but more handsome. 
Uh, is he a little, a little bit, bit like Magnum? There's a bit of Magnum there. Almost a white Ray Parker Jr. as well. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This is I'll remember this the other day. You know what? I've talked about the manference that I was going to have with me mates years ago. Yeah. Try a higher rear part of junior as a yeah. keynote speaker, and yeah. it came back to us twenty grand. I think. We could have for but imagine if he'd not just done the song. Imagine if he'd first done a PowerPoint. Yeah, that, that'd be well, that's great. What we wanted. We wanted to talk. We weren't that a, bothered a about him doing Ghostbusters with his approach to marketing. But get this, I had no idea about this and I saw this on a BBC4 documentary about soul music the other night. Ray Parker Jr. Mm. played guitar on Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions album. Fuck in hell. Get a load of that. I thought Ray Parker Jr. is just fucking one-hit wonder Ghostbusters, man. Mm. No. Well, a lot of these lads, I mean, like, did you ever watch that thing about backing singers? What was it called? 12 Yards from Stardom or something? Um, no, I've not seen it, but I know the one you mean, yeah. Like Van Dross, I mean, it's probably oh, well, more yeah. commonly known, but he was backing singer for so many years. For yeah, so yeah. many I mean, big he acts. Did, he even did backing vocals for Boy on the Young Americans album. Yeah. He was part yeah. of that, yeah. So you never know, these people all have backstories. Yeah. I, I was listening to historical um, Desert Island Disc this morning on my morning As run of, of Jack Charlton being interviewed oh, by right. the ever patronising Sue Lawley. All of <laughs> all of Sue Lawley's interviews, right, are she's the most awful person, right, because she's so snobby. <laughs> and, like, everyone she interviews who's not posh, she has mm. this amused patronising approach to. Like, if you want to hear it at its zenith, Listen to the interview she does with Paul Whitehouse in the 90s when Oof. The Fast Show is at its height. Right? right, yeah. And he fucking very subtly just fucks her for it and she doesn't even <laughs> see it's happening. Right? He does it really... He subtly power plays it. She said, and of right. course, you're from a very humble background. And he's sort of like, well, yeah, sort of. I mean, you know, it wasn't Dickensian, but, you know, my, my dad was a was a painter or something like that, you know. You were employed as a plasterer for a while, I believe. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And she's sort of almost... It was so amusing. It must have been so confusing for you to have suddenly had money, right, and all this stuff. <laughs> and he just very subtly gets his own back by responding every question she asks him. He goes, well, Sue... <laughs> And he just, like, well, Sue, like that to everything. Yeah. It's very clever. But in this one, Jack Chance, she's going, and of course, your father was in the pit. And he's going, yeah. And she goes, and and her house was very, very small. Right. She's putting words into his mouth. And he's going, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, money was always tight. That was the sort of family we were from. She went, yes. And the tin bath by the fire. Right, and he just completely ignores it because he's never fucking mentioned a tin bath by the fire. She's just gone mad. She's gone into a frenzy of listing northern working class cliches, yeah. anything she can and think you'll, of. You'll you raised ferrets, presumably. <laughs> Beef dripping on bread on a Sunday. Black, black pudding for breakfast. <laughs> anyway, the, he's he's um the bit I was going to mention was he got picked for England only when he was twenty nine. I didn't know mm. that. It's quite late. And mm. they'd just played um, Manchester United in the semi-final of the Cup, Leeds. And Leeds had won, right? And I think it was uh, I think it was at Ellen Road. And so United were absolutely distraught. And he came off the field and went into change room. Dom Revy pulled him aside and said, I've got some good news for you. I've had a call from Alf Ramsey. You've been picked by England to play against Scotland. 
And he said, and the first thing I did, he goes, I was, I was already euphoric because we'd just got ourselves to the cup final. He went, and the first thing I did was, I just walked across the hallway into the away dressing room and walked into United's <laughs> dressing room and walked straight over to our kid. Right, meaning Bobby. <laughs> he went, he sat there with his head in his hands because I've just knocked him out of the cup. And I go, you never guess what's happened, our kid. And he goes, what? He goes, I've only been picked for fucking England. <laughs> and he goes, and, and our kid goes, oh, congratulations. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> in a voice just like that. No meaning behind it at all. Like I'm like, you don't even mean it, you bastard. He went, and then I looked around the room. And I realised where I was. I was in an away dressing room just after my team had knocked his team out of the FA Cup. And I've just bowled into it and started bragging about being picked for England. <laughs> and she went, yes, you were never known for your tact, were you? And I thought, that's a Teddy Sheridan move. Do you know what I mean? They fucking yeah. lost. He's bowled straight in. Oi, oi. How'd you like that yeah. then, cunts? And guess what? Guess who's play for England? Guess what? Not only... Hands up who's in the cup final. Oh, just me then. And guess what? Just to double bubble it, I've just been fucking picked for England as well. TTFN dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) And Sue Lawley said, uh, what was it? Yes, you were never known for your tact. Yeah, because you were never known for your tact, were you? And he went, no, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch. You ghastly northern man. (laughs) <laughs> she was, she's literally going, you were not there for spending much money when you were a club manager but I suppose that's because of your background you probably she literally says you probably anything you ever did have you had to hel- hold on to because you never knew if you'd have it again fuck he literally, she literally says that and he just sort of goes well it was more like when I manage a football club I tried to do my best to bring through players that we've already got at the club I think that's a better way of doing it yeah. Yes, but it must be informed by the fact that you were so poor. Fucking <laughs> oh, hell. Upbringing. Let Do you it... know what frugal means, Jack? <laughs> Let it go, Sue, you fucking lunatic. I mean, Sue Lolly is a fucking newsreader. That's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She reads stuff out. But when I went for a phase of listening to a lot of Desert Island this, and I, I, I identified this as her MO, right? Mm. And her whole vibe was... And to be fair... There's a huge part of the Radio 4 demographic who are probably just like that and fucking love it. Tuned into it, yeah, And it's exactly. almost like an apology. Like, once in a while, we have a working class back person on. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry, we'll put them in their place swiftly, right? <laughs> and But so I, I sort of... Um, I was getting enraged by listening to her doing these interviews. And so I, I did a bit of digging... <laughs> And I'm pretty sure this is quite a while ago. I'm pretty sure that I discovered that she was quite, she was from a fairly lower middle class background. So she was an aspirant. And those are the people who are always the snobbiest. They're the worst. They're really the worst. Yeah. And I think she'd sort of. Upper classes just wallow around Mm. in the money that they've always had. Yeah. And they don't know any different. Working class people kind of just make do with what they've got. But then yeah. you get that, the lower middle class. And they're obsessed they think, with status and money. Yeah, they think they're entitled to more than they've got. And, and they're the worst. And she and they're the quickest to judge people who don't have it. Or people who yeah. are like... Uh, it's a lot of to do with self-hatred. <clears throat> and I read something like... I think she'd sort of, you know, she'd gone to like a grammar school and somehow got to like, not quite Oxbridge, but like a decent uni. And 
I'm she looking at it now, Sam. She was working overtime to demonstrate that she was of the higher echelons. Well, listen to this. Born in Sedgley, Dudley, England, and brought up in the black country. She was educated at Dudley Girls High School. She graduated in modern languages from the University of Bristol, where she mm. dropped her Dudley accent in favour of received pronunciation. I mean, Dudley. Dudley's quite a very, yeah. very distinct accent, isn't it? It is, yeah. But she's That's like, how Sue Lawley used to talk. I used to talk like that, but now I'm going to be the Bible shy. She used to talk like Noddy Holder. And yeah. to listen to her Desert Island Dish, she talks like the fucking Queen. Exactly. But I bet if she yeah. ever lost it, well, of course there was that famous, was it an urban myth or was it just a story that was true um, about her accidentally getting recorded, having it off in a BBC studio? Do you remember that? It's quite a classic oh, oh, one. Oh. Yeah, she's still alive though, so... Uh, <clears throat> we can't say not, it. Uh, yeah. But I wonder if she was recorded in the throes of sexual ecstasy, whether she lapsed into a Dudley accent. Into Dudley, yeah. Probably, probably. Most people go to their actual more authentic accent in the throes of sexual ecstasy, don't they? Well, there's uh, someone who can't be triggered anymore. I don't really remember. (laughs) But uh, I imagine so. It's like that scene in My Fair Lady, one of the funniest scenes of all time, when Eliza Doolittle is acting all posh, posh, but then as her horse comes in, she fucking drops it all and starts shouting in massive cockney. <laughs> Go up, my son! <laughs> I'm just, again, I'm looking at that. It's, it's on a list of urban myths online. The Sue Lowly thing. <laughs> yeah, well, not... Uh... Might have done for her, that rumour, because once that rumour got really popularised... They replaced with Kirsty Young, who is mm. much better. Like, I mean, Kirsty Young, unfortunately, isn't doing it anymore. Although Lauren Laverne, who of course is one of your own, is very brilliant <laughs> at it too. Yeah, yeah she's. But good. but Kirsty Young was fantastic at it. Jalapeno. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Oh, so Lolly's still knocking around. She's only 74. She's only 74. But I don't think she's done much for a while. I've been reduced to doing corporate videos in the Dudley area. <laughs> <laughs> and me, a graduate of Bristol University in modern languages. The last thing I could see on a Wikipedia page that she did was significant was uh, ITV's Election 97. She was probably appalled by the fact she'd had to go to ITV. 
Let's see. Retreat, yeah. retreat from public life. And the fact that that ghastly <laughs> Tony Blair was elected. Yeah. That night. She retreated yeah. from public life then. And retired immediately. Britain is no longer the Britain that I was raised in. <laughs> now nah, she did this. I did this till 2006. Mm. Well, well listen to the Paul Whitehouse one because it's really funny. Obviously, because it's Paul Whitehouse, so it's brilliant. It's also from the 90s, so obviously mm. it's brilliant. And but it's a it's the best example of her trying to patronise a one of her subjects Someone and just from getting the lower owned. Orders. Yeah, <laughs> someone from the low orders who's infinitely more clever than her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that later on on me hammock. Yeah, and then listen to the Jack Charlton one and all. And that as well. Anyway, shall we get back to Roy the Rovers? Yeah. So yeah, Ray Parker Junior. There, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's on the uh, on the TV. Outside the hospital, he said, Celebrities have been arriving all day to congratulate Roy on his recovery. Even the Minister for Sport has made a personal visit. Oh, <laughs> the Minister for Sport. Whoa. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck that. Remember that bloke, um, Moynihan, I think his name was. Colin Moynihan, yeah. Colin Moynihan, he was the one who tried to... What did he try to introduce? Was it ID cards? It was ID cards into football, yeah. But I think he was just Thatcher's fucking uh, little boy doing that for uh, yeah. on her behalf. Yeah. He was a little fucking errand boy. But he he looked like someone who'd not done any sport, but he'd been a roar or something, hadn't he? He'd done... He, no, he was probably a cox, because he was cock. a little cunt. He was, yeah. I bet he was a cock. He brought, I bet if you asked him, actually, I was, I, I was involved in rowing at a very high level. Yeah. And then you get it out of him that he never fucking touched and the all. cox, he, which is he, kind he, of like the most important thing, because it's like being the driver. Yeah, you just fucking sat there with a loud hailer. Not breaking a yeah. sweat, you cunt. I was driving actually, all I did sometimes shout so engine. loud. And what do you actually have to shout anyway? Row, row, <laughs> row, row, row. <laughs> what else you fucking... There's no tactics. It's just you rowing in a straight fucking line. You could just get a metronome to do it, couldn't you? Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. He's fucking... He's probably got a fag on the go. Row faster. <laughs> fucking faster. The others are catching up. Quick. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, occasionally turn around and have a look. Mm. Oh, See fucking hell, they're gated on us. <laughs> roll, get, roll, 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 roll. Get a fucking shift on. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Rovers arrive in their civvies. Buck has got a white polo neck on and a blue jacket looking very smart. And uh, some of the fans there, grown men, no less, wearing their Melchester scarves and hats. And they say, It's the Rovers! Another one says, "Hooray!" <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, you know, grow up, mate. <laughs> Not only are these cunts hanging about outside hospital wearing <laughs> scarves and bobble hats. Yeah, they then see their fucking players come up and they go, "Hooray!" There's another I mean, one. Shouts, these are these are adults. Some of them look like they young are. adults, like they're maybe just in their early twenties. But still, mate, you're a fucking adult. Yeah, there must be other shit you should be doing right now. Yeah, there isn't this. I mean, uh, if Mark Noble, heaven forbid, was shot in the head and ended mm. up in a coma in hospital, I would be worried and I would be sad, but I would not be going all the way over to fucking Essex to hang around outside a hospital in a West Ham scarf and bubble hat. <laughs> you know? I'd, you I'd, say I'd, that, but I could I see wouldn't. that happening. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd think about it most days, right? I'd worry. I'd, I'd probably write some tweets like thoughts and prayers me and Len would talk about it a lot 
Yeah. But I wouldn't be going over there in a fucking hat and scarf to just skulk yeah. around outside hospital. Fuck that. I've got, I've got other shit to do. I've got podcasts to record. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, i got the kids to pick up from school. Would you do a series, a one-off series of Mark Noble recovery podcasts, though? Do you know what I mean? With updates and thoughts and feelings. And I would. I, that would, yeah. Because yeah, the, you, be what you got to think about that is, yes, that would be good. It would be a way of me showing how much I was concerned. But also... I could probably monetize that, and there's the appeal. <laughs> it's really hard for me to monetize going all the way over to a hospital in Essex and just skulking about, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unless That's what I, it's all about, isn't it? unless I did the reports live from outside the hospital on my well, podcast, that could be good. Talking to the fans that are there in their West Ham scarves and hats. How are well, you anyway. feeling today? Well, obviously, we're still really worried about nopes. Um, the doctors won't speak to us because they say you've got to be close friends or family, which is frustrating. Um, but you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna wait here until such a time there is news, good or bad. Thanks a lot, lads. Yeah, keep the faith. What yeah, do stay strong because it's because it'll be the Cockney Hospital. It will be like when yeah. um, I remember the royal family has a baby. They put the news out on a board. Wouldn't yeah. They? Surrounded, well, no. and the, bo- the board would be bordered by like uh, jewels, like a pearly king would. Have At them. Cockney hospitals, if you're waiting for a birth or a death, they release different coloured smoke from the hospital chimney. <laughs> <laughs> claret and the, blue smoke. The smoke is either claret or blue. Yeah. Right. And if it's claret, which is similar to blood, it's what a lot of Cockneys call blood. Claret. Oh, I have claret all over me boat. Right. <laughs> Which means yeah. I've got blood all over my face, but oh, okay. they'll yeah. they'll release um, but they'll release claret blood to signify that he is dead. Yep. Um, and blue smoke would mean he is out of the coma and in a stable condition, <laughs> right? <laughs> and oh, then they do the so with a ba- with a, when a cockney baby is born. Very yeah. simple. Claret's a bird, and uh, blue's a blue geezer. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> God bless the Cockney Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> a good traditional Cockney birth <laughs> in a proper Cockney Hospital. <laughs> a good old knees up in A&E on a Friday night. You know, there's only one way that you can be more authentically Cockney than being born in a Cockney Hospital, and that's being born how I was born, in Billingsgate Fish Market, under one of the fish... <laughs> Under one of the fish filleting tables <laughs> in your old mum's tea break. <laughs> There's nothing better than going into A and E at the Cockney Hospital on a Friday night, striding in, going over to the old Joanna and knocking out a tune. And we all have a sing song. Uh, to be honest, that's the best medicine of all. You won't you won't find much in the way of penicillin or antibiotics in a fucking Cockney Hospital. We got no truck with that. What you need is a bit of laughter, and there's no faster route to laughter than the old Joanna and Anisa. You go, uh, you go anywhere in the world, and they all say laughter's the best medicine. Not in the Cockney Hospital, and knees up's the best medicine. <laughs> yeah, doctor, we got someone coming. He's just been glassed in the boat by Millwall. He accidentally strayed south in a river, and things came on top. Right, get the piano. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to knees up hard. My old He's man, got lacerations all over his boat race. 
Knees up. Stat. <laughs> the wheel of the piano in on a trolley. <laughs> There's a geezer in a mask and a white coat. Roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. A paint on top of the piano. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. He seems to be responding. <laughs> Give him some jelly deals. <laughs> or the drip. Nurse. Double pie, double mash, triple liquor. Stats. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to one of my favourite West Ham podcasts the other day in which the two hosts, who I'm really, I really enjoy it a lot, right? It's mm. called The West Ham Way. And they spent a good 15 minutes way. talking about their favourite um, foods, right? Right. Because it's a bit like our podcast. Like, listeners will send them questions, but increasingly not about the subject of the podcast, yeah. about anything. And someone said, what's right. your favourite food? And for about 15 minutes, they just exchange pie and mash stories, right? Right. And about how much, what's the most pie and mash they've ever had in one sitting? And then yeah. they got onto what the most pie mash they ever saw their their old dadsy in one set, sitting, which was like <laughs> proper fucking balmy. Like, well, my old dad, he was very his standard order was triple pie, triple mash before a game. That's just normal. Standard order. Uh, if he was hungry, he might have quadruple pie, quadruple mash. I've done it, but it's not something I'd do on the regular, right? And I was listening <laughs> to it, and I was just really enjoying listening to it, and I thought. This is the most cockney conversation I've ever heard. And I played it to my wife and she went, how often do you listen to this podcast? I went, fucking all the time. I said, it's my favourite podcast. Sometimes I re-listen to it. She just looked at me with sheer pity and like, do you know, I knew he was a fool, but now I know what he's doing in his spare time. (laughs) Listening to men compete over how many pie and mash they've eaten. (laughs) Consolidated his foolishness. Yeah, I really, I don't know why I played it to her. I don't know why I played it to her. I sort of thought, I don't know. I said, listen to this. It's really nice. It's sort of warm. And and she was like, this is pathetic, mate. (laughs) Well, you know. It's it's horses for courses, isn't it? I suppose so. It's about getting to know, it's it's about developing almost like a relationship in your mind with the podcasters. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I think that's why people are like this, because... It's just us all the time. You haven't got any fucking, <laughs> talking, fucking talking, standard talking, comedian talking. cunts getting getting their mates in to talk about yeah. the best fucking what they used to collect when they were ten. Yeah, you know, which would be all right. Like, Ian McKellen has that been done yet? Hasn't been done yet. We'll do that one. It, it, this week on my first wank, Ian yeah. McKellen. Ian McKellen, <laughs> what was your first wank? Well, I remember it was. I was actually rather mature. I was fourteen years old. I was aware of wanking, of course I was. But uh, I'd never actually completed it, the act before. And the most unusual thing, I am now, of course, a fully-fledged homosexual. But my first ever wank, it was heterosexual. A heterosexual wank. Female I didn't beast. enjoy it. I didn't enjoy <laughs> yes. it, but at the time I wasn't quite sure why. I wasn't even sure what I was doing, or why. <laughs> but soon I realised I was... Very much keen on wanking over the thoughts of men as opposed to women. Uh, and I think and since then, I have never leap. looked back, although, of course, never I've had back. to in the act of Congress. <laughs> uh, yeah, my first wank cut's coming up soon. Uh, Top Flight Time Machine Productions. <laughs>
And at that point, unbeknownst to us, the recording just cut out and died. So that's the end of that episode. Uh, you didn't miss much in the last few minutes, so don't worry about it. Thanks for listening. Uh, TTFN Dickheads. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.